What's up, you guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Stella Ray Herself podcast. I wanted to switch it up a little today. We have a few topics. I'm going to start off by talking about Jersey Shore because I feel like it's something we just need to discuss on the Stella Ray podcast. I'm going to get into March goals and just a little motivation and a little check-in. And then I want to talk about a book I just finished, Crying in H Mart, which when I posted on my story, a few of you guys asked me to talk about. If you're watching this on YouTube, let me know in a comment what your beverage of the day is. I have a decaf coffee as well as a peppermint tea and of course a water. I wanted to talk about Jersey Shore because ever since I first fully watched it, which was in 2020, I have been obsessed. And I feel like a lot of other people feel the same way. Of course, my For You page is tailored to me, so it's going to show me the content I want to see, but there have been a few examples of celebrities and influencers within the past couple years throwing Jersey Shore themed parties. A lot of people tune into Jersey Shore Family Vacation, which is the series they have now as adults, as real adults. So I wanted to actually reflect for myself, like what is it about this show that I love so much and why can I just rewatch it whenever? Jersey Shore is actually MTV's highest rated series ever. Yes, I took notes on this. It went from 2009 to 2013 and I feel like that's kind of a misconception. That's not really Y2K, you know, it was definitely the 2010s. It was not early 2000s. I looked it up and Simple Life, which is the show with Paris Hilton and Nicole Richie, started in 2003 while Keeping Up with the Kardashians started in 2007. I think the first real reality show was Real World. I've never seen it, let me know if you have, but that actually started in 1992. So what is it about Jersey Shore that makes it still to this day so iconic. I feel like at the time, it was very new, it was very fresh, it was very shocking, it was relatable, but it was trashy, and it was also unique. We didn't grow up with cable. I think we had cable for one year. The only real connection I had to any celebrities is when my parents would watch the Academy Awards and when I would see the tabloids in the newsstand, you know, at the checkout, at the grocery checkout. So I remember in 2009 seeing the stars of Jersey Shore on these covers and I just have this specific memory of my fifth grade teacher. He was like known for giving these lectures. He's since passed away, rest in peace. But he was known for giving lectures and I just remember he was really trying to prepare us for middle school. So he would give us a lot of talks on drinking and at the time, you know, cell phone use. Technology was getting to be a little more advanced. So he would tell us these horror stories of like people drinking. And I just remember him specifically talking about Snooki and being like, you do not want to end up like her. <laughs> I feel like what makes that era of reality TV and why those years are like the golden, the golden age of reality TV is because it was before social media. Finally, with these reality shows, we kind of got a glimpse of what their lives looked like because there was no Instagram, you know, there was no social media where celebrities were posting themselves and this was even before YouTube was really what it is. I feel like in general people want to, people are nosy, but also people want to connect with other people. And so if I can watch someone that has more social status than me, that is more beautiful than me, that has more money than me and kind of see like, oh, they, they're just like me too, like they're relatable. That's what makes celebrity in general you know, what it is. So back to Jersey Shore. I feel like just because it was so shocking and like trashy, people watched it. I feel like people probably watched it for shock value, but also it's relatable. Was there really a show like that before that showed, you know, hookups in the way that Jersey Shore does, especially girls participating in casual hookups and just drinking and making mistakes and being messy. And I feel like all the different personalities, you know, like you're gonna have your favorites, you're gonna have who you relate to, who you don't. The huge T at the time of Jersey Shore was the state of New Jersey as well as the Italian American 
communities pissed off that Jersey Shore was giving the state a bad name and Italians a bad name. I think the state of New Jersey definitely tried to prevent MTV from filming a few times. I know that Italy definitely did. They had specific rules for where they could and could not film. And the whole thing was, oh, these people, most of them aren't even from Jersey. They're from, you know, neighboring states. But I feel like looking back, rewatching, they explained that in the first episode. Most of the cast is like, yeah, I grew up going to the shore. You know, the point of the show is not like, oh, this is what people in New Jersey are like, but it was like, oh, this is what vacationing at the Jersey Shore is like. And then the Italian Americans were pissed off because they felt like the whole Guido Guidette thing was an unfair stereotype. And some of the cast members aren't even Italian. I think reality shows are so interesting because especially as someone who this is gonna like I hope this does not come across as like fake deep but I feel like especially as someone who is interested in psychology and just how people interact with each other and why people do the things that, that they do observing these people is so interesting especially a show like the original Jersey Shore it was not scripted they were just in that house. And then especially learning about things like patriarchy, gender roles, gender stereotypes, you can really see where that comes out in the show. In season two, that was the last season of the original series that Angelina was in. Don't get me wrong, Angelina was so annoying to me. I would be annoyed with her. Just the way that she lies about everything and is so defensive about everything makes her so insufferable to watch. But I will say, you know, when everyone in the house is kind of ganging up on her for hooking up with multiple guys or kind of like dating this guy, but then hooking up with this guy, all the boys in the house are doing that. So to really like slut shame and bring down this girl for doing that, you have to disagree with it. And I think it's also very interesting to see just the guys, you know, which guys people really love and hype up. Like, oh my God, I love Polly and Vinny because they're so wholesome and like great. But then you kind of observe how they treat girls. I feel like especially, I mean, both in different ways, but I feel like Polly especially acts very much like Mike in the first couple of seasons. He just has a little bit more reserved personality, but he's treating these girls the same way. And then people are like, oh my God, he's just like a, such a sweet guy. He's participating in this as much as, you know, the guys that you don't like are. It's also really interesting in season three when Sam and Ron, I hate that. Like I hate watching that so much. It's kind of triggering. Even though I've never been in a situation like that, it's still like just so triggering to watch. Sammy gets so mad. I guess this was like season two as well at Snooki and Jenny for writing the note and what was she even mad about like for them writing the note or for them knowing and not saying and how she carries out that beef literally until season three and even longer kind of with jenny in season two she's literally in bed with ron like oh my god i hate those girls when it's like they were trying to warn you about this man that you're laid up next to and that's just another example of you know how we act in society you know how some girls are gonna act when it comes to the man that they are dating. I really love when Dina comes on the show. There's certain people I feel like they were kind of putting up, you know, or playing up their character, even though, you know, they're acting themselves, like whatever. I feel like Snooki is one of those. I feel like Mike is one of those. Low-key Polly, like low-key. But then, okay, those are also the most kind of iconic characters. Like they were getting paid the most per season or per episode. I'm not like a Ron fan by any means, but I feel like Ron wasn't trying to put up a persona. <laughs> I feel like Jenny wasn't trying to put up a persona. And I really, really feel like Dina was not trying to put up like a persona. Not a persona, but just like really like getting into the character, you know, or like the brand of their their character or what they're known for. So love Dina. I feel like she's one of my favorite 
people on the show. <laughs> She's just so pure and wholesome. And that's the thing too, like in season four, when everyone's ganging up on Dina, when the boys are ganging up on Dina, I didn't like that. And then they kind of gaslight her into apologizing for shit that they should be apologizing for. I am just always so curious as to what they felt like being in that environment. And I know they've kind of said it here and there. You know, they've said things like, you ignore the cameras after a while. You literally have nothing else to do. That's why they drank so much. But I wonder that for all reality shows too. I'm sure in that situation, you do get used to it. But when I think of like the Kardashians or something like that, it's like, especially their original show, it's like, I just can't imagine having a camera on me all the time. Like, how do you not just want to act like, like, how do you get into a fight, you know, and you know that there's cameras filming you like less than... Probably like way less than 10 feet away, you know? Are you thinking like, what is this gonna look like when it's aired? Are you watching what you say? Or do you just get so used to it that that doesn't even really cross your mind? Jersey Shore is a really funny show, honestly. <laughs> like people who don't know, like they're just like, oh, it's so trashy. It's so like horrible, but it's <laughs> I relate to them because you know how they have like, little nicknames for things or like, they'll just have little things that they say over and over like that's literally what I do and I'm sure a lot of you do as well and so it just makes it like funny like you feel like you're really there when you watch I think it's interesting too because now that they're still relevant you know with their show they're still like out there most of them you can see what happened to them now and also getting context from interviews they've done or again from their show now they'll talk about like when Mike talks about his addiction and how he was really going through it on the original show and how Jenny talks about what she was going through, you know, in Italy. That's interesting as well. You know, it's like tea, but then it's also like human behavior and like, okay, now we kind of have a little more context as to why they were acting like that. Overall thoughts, I wish you could watch it without the Sam and Ron stuff. That really ruins it for me. Not ruins, but like, I don't like watching those episodes. They're not funny. You know, they're not, it's not even like, oh, tea drama, like a real housewife, like fight. It's like, you can tell he's abusive and you just feel bad for this girl that's so like delusional over him. She is a Pisces also, by the way. One of my favorite episodes is definitely Where's the Beach? And then there's certain episodes in season five where it starts to get a little boring, but it's just like their regular life. I love when she and Dina go out together. There's a certain episode in season five where Snooki and Mike are kind of beefing. They're all like out day drinking and then they're coming back like in the evening and Mike is in the cab with Snooki and Dina and it's that scene. I don't know why I just love that. It's like I feel like I was really there I just think it's so funny like it's such an entertaining show and I think it's so funny that people You know some people at least are still so like Obsessed over it. We want to throw parties based on this and it's just that feeling, you know of being young You're in your 20s. You can make your own decisions But you're so immature and you can get away with certain shit and I love that feeling of just like being with your friends you all like crash at someone's house or you're having a, a sleepover let's make it a little more chic and then the next day you're like debriefing you know it's like that feeling in a show <laughs> i don't know if this was literally any new insights but i just kind of wanted to talk about it because i just think it's so interesting that people are still like so into it because like literally same like again i will rewatch it at any time and it just makes me excited for summer once i live on the east coast you better believe i'm going to the shore house Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline.
So switching gears, I wanted to talk about March goals and I made a get ready with me on TikTok kind of touching on this, but I wanted to go a little more in detail. So as someone who has dealt with anxiety, perfectionism, and even like social anxiety, I have felt not even recently, but I just feel like in general, there's this feeling of like being stuck just energetically. And so I've kind of realized like, bitch, no wonder you feel like this. You do the same thing, like, every day. And yeah, my everyday routine is healthy. Like, when you watch a video of, like, motivational morning routine. First, I get up at 5 a.m. And then I meditate and I journal and I take my supplements and I go to the gym and then I get some work. Like, that's me. The routine is great and perfect and fine. <laughs> but that's not where you grow. And as someone who is very, you know, self-growth, self-help, let me read a book, let me better myself, the Virgo moon's really coming out. I feel like it's easy to just be like, yeah, I'm on the right path because, you know, I'm, I'm not drinking maybe, which is great, whatever. But <laughs> when you're in the comfort of your everyday routine, yeah, you're gonna grow in some ways, especially if you're like, okay, I'm gonna start doing this instead of going out, instead of like spending extra money instead of like sleeping until noon every day, whatever, that's great. But like when it gets to the point of I am not growing in this routine, you need to make the change and get comfortable being uncomfortable. So that's something I've talked about before and I feel like I'm really trying to been trying to remind myself of it lately. I'm moving again soon and I really don't want to be in a new big city. I know this will happen, but I just really want to ingrain in myself like, bro, year of yes in the sense of I feel like I have really held myself back in a lot of instances because of anxiety, social anxiety. Oh my god, I don't know. This is new. This is scary. This is uncomfortable. I don't want to do it. And I'm sick of it, bro. Like, <laughs> I think one of the main things I've realized over the past year, and I've talked to you guys about this a lot, is I don't know, something about turning 24. Not that I'm like, oh my god, I'm so old. But something about it, bro, I was just like, bro, for the first time ever, I'm feeling like time passing. And I mean, this was a year of a lot of change for me as well. Let me know if you can relate. And you know, your brain developing, so you're realizing stuff. But it's like, oh my god, like life really is what you make it. And your everyday routine is also what you make it. So while it's great to have a, a little routine and your aesthetic whatever and oh my god I'm going to the gym like yes I'm healthy I'm great but like where's the growth and where's the fulfillment and so I've just really been trying to remind myself to get comfortable being uncomfortable so in March I want to definitely work on this I don't want to drink in March and I haven't been drinking really anyway except for when I went on my trip so I don't really think that'll be hard but I want to try like a new workout class you know on the weekends I don't go to the gym so I'm like maybe I can get up and run first thing it'll get my juices flowing and it'll just kind of change my routine do longer amounts of time on the Stairmaster I'm up to 20 minutes right now I used to be able to do 45 minutes I don't know why this is like I see this all the time now I don't know if someone is talking about like a specific workout that's 45 minutes on the Stairmaster I used to do that but I did 20 minutes today, so I don't know. And also just not being afraid to be embarrassed, especially for me when it comes to posting stuff online. I feel like even though I have been doing this for the longest time, I still get very self-conscious and embarrassed, especially when it comes to trying new things, like with my content and when it comes to collaborating. I definitely have branched out a little bit by doing some interviews on my podcast here and there, but like literally the idea of emailing someone like, oh my god, do you want to be on my podcast? That is so scary to me. So that's something also that I need to kind of get over. Not even get over, but like get through. It's not about not feeling embarrassed or not feeling scared. It's about like doing it while being those feelings. I think when you have a goal and when you accomplish that goal, when you set yourself to that goal, like I want to stretch, I want to do a deep stretch yoga three times a week <laughs> and you do it, 
that just builds so much confidence and trust in yourself because your like nervous system and your subconscious and just your body realizes like, oh, when we say we're going to do something, we are going to do it and follow through. And I feel like that helps so much with trusting your intuition and it makes it so much easier to do the hard thing next time. I talked, was that last week, about how I feel like the year, the new year really starts in March. That's when life really changes and kind of begins. And so I just really want to be on my A game and I want to be, I just want to come through for myself, you know? I want to feel fulfilled and I want to do shit that's ultimately going to make me happy and fulfilled in all aspects. And just because the routine is like fine, like, oh, whatever, that doesn't necessarily mean that, I don't want to say it's working, but it's like, bro, you could be doing like the perfect daily routine and like be unfulfilled and sad. So let me know your thoughts and let me know if you have any things in mind or ways that you get out of your comfort zone. It could even be something as small as taking a new route to the gym or to work or to school, trying a new machine at the gym, trying a workout class at your gym that you've never tried before. Also in March, this is kind of related, I guess, but I definitely want to do a no spend month in the sense of not spending money on any clothes, skincare, makeup, just extra stuff that I don't need, especially before moving. You know, I don't want to accumulate more stuff and I definitely want to save my coins. So let me know if you want to try that. I know a lot of people did it in February, I think probably because it was like, it's kind of that in-between month and it's a shorter month, but this works for me to do it in March as well. So uh, let me know if you want updates. But yeah, let me know your March goals. Let me know how you're feeling. Let me know how your Pisces season is going. Last topic, I want to talk about Crying in H Mart. It is a book by Michelle Zahner, who is a music artist and wrote this book basically about her mom dying of cancer. I knew it was going to be a sad book going into it, but bitch, it was so sad. I feel like she goes over the different, not the stages of grief as in like acceptance, denial, like those things, but just like the different emotions that come with grief, kind of being angry at someone that's helping you out and just the frustration and the anger and just all of these things. It was really well written, but I feel like it took me longer to read than it could have just because it was like, it was hard to read. It's just really sad. She didn't really have the best relationship with her mom growing up, especially in her teen years. She talked about a lot of that as well. I don't even know if I would say that I recommend this book because I feel like it could be very triggering for some people. I'm glad I read it and I think it was really good and it definitely brought up a lot of like emotion, but... <sighs> It's definitely heavy, even though, you know, she uses very vivid language. She uses food a lot of the time to kind of reference her Korean heritage and just memories with her mom, memories of growing up. It's not like, oh, this was a super dense read. It's just like, it, it was very well written. It was easy to read besides the emotional stuff, <laughs> you know? But yeah, so now I'm back on my David Sedaris you know, haul because I need some light comedy after reading that book. Also, I've been watching The Last of Us, but like after that last night, I had to watch some Jersey Shore to just kind of cleanse. I will link my Goodreads down below if you guys want to check out all the books that I've read this year and also books that I plan on reading. I put on hold at the library a couple books about perfectionism and just kind of getting comfortable being uncomfortable. So I will let y'all know I'm so excited to get back in my self-growth bag, my self-help bag. But yeah, that's going to be all I talk about today. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Let me know your thoughts on anything down below and I will talk to you guys next week. Bye everyone.